The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Here's Connor Brown. Cross ice over the line. Holloway with a shot. And that was blocked. Rebound. CC down low to Sam Gagne. In front, redirects it home. Gagne banks it off the Calgary goaltender. And Edmonton takes a 2-1 lead. 13 consecutive victories for your Edmonton Oilers. The most ever by a Canadian-based NHL team in the history of the league. There have only been 12 winning streaks of 13 games or longer. The Oilers, of course, is the only one that is active. 3-1 tonight over the Flames tonight. The good old Baker's dozen consecutive victories, if you like that phrase. As McLeod scored in the first period, Uyghur in the second, the Gagne go early in the third, and then just a flat-out hustle play by Hyman with 35 seconds left to get the empty netter to put it away. Stuart Skinner, solid again. He stops 26 out of 27. He has won 10 straight. That ties a team record. Grant Fewer in 85-86 for most consecutive wins by a goalie. The Oilers have won nine straight road games. That's a team record. On and on we go, Rob. The good times are rolling. <laughs> uh, but as we've we've talked about, these aren't... Uh, I mean, that, that goal was fluky tonight. Mm-hmm. But again, they only allow a goal. This is... This is a consistent performance. This is a, re- a, a repeatable performance. And, uh, again, the Oilers, full marks for another victory. You know what? Luke Gazdick in Ontario, he actually can go to bed at night, not have to watch the game. <laughs> and he can say in the morning, okay, I, I didn't see the game last night, but this is how the Oilers played because they are consistent. He mentioned that earlier. Was, wasn't it the L.A. Kings that played the same way all the time? Well, yep. the Oilers are now doing that. They get consistent efforts each and every game. I tell you, if this Oiler team keeps the opposition to two or less, uh, the, the success is just going to come over and over again because they've got so much offense up front. And this is what happened last year for the Oilers. The Oilers would run into goaltenders that were that were hot. They, they, they really like, stood on their head. And they, even when they were hot, they would score three, but the Oilers were giving up four. And, you know, we solved this goalie for four, then the Oilers would give up five. They tried outscoring their mistakes, and when things weren't going right, when the puck wasn't going in the net, then they tried uh, hope plays and tried cheating and tried uh, desperation plays. And sometimes it worked, but a lot of times it didn't. When you run into a good team, like the Oilers did in the last couple of years in the playoffs, those teams were able to take them out. Well, right now, the way that the Oilers are playing, where they, they're just shutting the other team down defensively. And, and I know that I listened to you guys earlier. This 13-game this winning streak, the majority of the games have been on the road. And I know that it, it's been a softer schedule team-wise, but there's still, there was a Maple Leaf team in there. There was the LA Kings were in there. There's the Calgary Flames on home ice. And they took care of business. Uh, this is as good as I've seen the Oilers play since I've been doing the games. And this is my, I believe, my 18th year. Uh, I know they had a great stretch at the end of the season last year. But there was, some, uh, there was a couple nights where the goaltenders stole games for them. Skinner's been great. 
he has not had to steal games. They have been good defensively. They've been good on the penalty kill. They're getting depth scoring tonight. They won a game in Calgary where their third and fourth lines scored goals for them. Uh, another excellent effort for, for the Edmonton Oilers as they just continue to march right up the standings. Yeah, the, on this winning streak, eight of the 13 have been on the road. The nine-game road winning streak goes all the way back to that 5 nothing win over Washington. 21-3 and in their last 24 games. The last 11 games here of the winning streak, they've allowed two goals or less in every game. The, the first two games they won on the winning streak, they allowed three. So it's not as if they you know won a game 8-7 or 9-6 or, <laughs> or something like that. It, it's pretty incredible. And, 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 and Skinner uh, with another good performance. Let's go back to Calgary. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch. It is now 11 consecutive games that your team has held your opponents to two goals or less. What can you say about the way that you're being able to lock it down defensively? Well, the biggest thing when locking down and keeping goals against is goaltending. And our goaltenders have been playing really well. And Skinner's the obviously getting the bulk of the work. And Picks is when he has his opportunities. He's played really well for us. But goaltending is absolutely a key for any time keeping the goals against but also I think our team's done a heck, heck of a job on playing the right way not giving away pucks and getting key uh, block shots like Hyman at the end of the period there and um you know, I think everyone's buying in and doing the right things. Speck actually just taught him, Stuart Skinner, that he has now tied Grant Fuhrer's record with 10 consecutive wins. Stuart wasn't aware of that. He didn't really know. You know, is that something that you guys are paying attention to? And what's it like knowing that, you know what, that's actually a surprise to him? We haven't talked much about streaks and um, numbers and stuff like that. We're looking at the process and what we need to be doing right. And, um, you know, he's deserved it. He's played extremely well. And for him to be mentioned with Grand Fuhrer is quite an accomplishment. So, so happy for him because he's he's deserved it, especially the way he's handled himself throughout the season, getting off to a slow start and taking accountability for games where, you know, it wasn't just him, but he, he did step up and say I could have been better. Um, yeah, we're very happy for him. What'd you do with the high-flying Oilers? Well, you look at the high-flying Oilers, and I thought we could have been... Um, I had a lot of goals in the first period. You know, we had three breakaways in the first period, a great two-on-one, some other good looks. Uh, yeah, they're just not going in for us right now, and hopefully when it matters and we need those goals, they, they, it'll start swinging the other way. Yeah, I'm only kidding, but uh, you're, I mean, the players are younger. You would be closer to remembering some of the guys that played on those Habs teams, the, you know, Henri Richard and, and Gump Worsley, and now you're breaking a record with Grant Fuhrer, and, uh, you know, I know you guys haven't looked back on these things a lot, but some of the people that set these records you're breaking were some of the greatest players in hockey history. It must be kind of cool. It's, it is pretty cool, but we are trying to stay humble and focused. I think there's a lot um, on the line. We look, talk about the standings and what we need to accomplish. And Are we happy with where we are right now? We should feel good about where we are, but we're not really happy and content. And I think once we get um, 
content about where we are. We'll start to relax. We'll start uh, taking shortcuts. And, you know, I don't see our team doing that at all. We're very, very driven, which is wonderful for a coach to have a group of players working as hard as they are and focused on the task. Um, it just makes our job as coaching staff uh, pretty easy. We hear that there's a new nickname for Sam Gagne in the dressing room. It's turned from Papa Euler into Papa Clutch. What do you think of the new nickname? Well, I didn't hear it, but I knew, before you said it, I was figuring something to do with Clutch. <laughs> but he has been Clutch and, you know, his role and we're very happy with what he's been doing and unfortunately we had to you know we missed him for about a month out of this out of the lineup because of um you know his health issue and um you know once he recovered from his injury and got him back in the lineup instantly helping our team and also you know there's always guys that you cheer for and you're happy that they have success and i know a lot of the guys feel happy when he gets that goal just like when uh GR got that shootout goal in LA. You know, guys are extra excited for that because they don't always get that opportunity. But how was your first battle of Alberta? It was outstanding. We won. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, great. Thanks, coach. Thanks, Chris. All right, thank you. Thanks. That's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. I, I just want to continue what I was saying about Skinner there. 26 out of 27 tonight for saves and shots. So he is beaten today on a three-on-one. He's beaten twice against Seattle on two breakaways. Uh, what were the Leafs' goals? Uh, Matthews is wide open on a cross-ice pass, which, as we know, are dangerous. Uh, what was the other one that went in? The Riley goal, he comes down the, the left wing and scores. I mean, he's he's basically only been beaten, I'm just going back these three games, on wide open shots. You know, where shots were, it's a cross-ice pass, or he has to move where a guy's wide open. He's not, like, letting in anything through a screen or or you know just he's, he's making everything look well he's forced, not routine but he's making it look routine he's forcing the opposition to um earn their goals he, he's uh he's been solid there's his game over this last two months or whatever it is now is there's been no weakness in it uh, he's looked fresh he's looked calm he's looked confident uh he's making the tough saves look easy there's no second chances for the opposition. Uh, even little things like playing the puck. Uh, Campbell was much stronger at playing the puck than, than Stuart Skinner, but it, obviously he's worked on it. Uh, there's been no errors make, making plays with the puck on his stick. So <laughs> there was a hope that Stuart Skinner at some point in his career could start playing like a true number one like he has been. I'm not sure they thought it would come this early, and I'm not sure they, would, they thought it would come... Uh, with the kind of, well, I mean, he, he just tied a record that Grant Fuhr had. I mean, <laughs> Grant Fuhr is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's got Stanley Cup rings on all his fingers. Stuart Skinner's still at the beginning of his career. He's only going to get better. And the future is bright. If this is what we're getting right now in year two of Stuart Skinner's uh, role as a starter here for the Edmonton Oilers, 
solid start after solid start. And when the Oilers with Leon and Connor and Kane and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, when they get solid goaltending, they are a very tough team to beat. Yeah, and they, they do it tonight with McDavid not getting a point, Drysaddle not getting a point. Oddly enough, Bouchard didn't have a shot on goal, which w- would be unusual. So a 3-1 win over the Flames, 13 in a row for Edmonton. I know Oil Country is thrilled, and I want to say a, a special hello to someone who listens to all the Oilers games on 630 Jetta. A listener named Doug uh, introduced me through email to his Auntie Helen the big Oilers fan, who is also 104 years of age. So, Helen, hello. Hope you enjoyed the game. I'm betting you did. I mean, she's hearing things that... She would have never heard. Uh, she's been following hockey for a long time, so pretty incredible. Hello to Doug's Auntie Helen. Speck kind of asked a, a, a tongue-in-cheek question there. What have you done to the high-flying Oilers? Uh, I mean, yeah, the in some game. I mean, they have they have scored in some games on this winning mm-hmm. streak. They're not all low-scoring games, but uh, there have been a few. There, but they're lower event games. But but Knobloch also made a good point. We could have had two, three, maybe four in the first period. And this is what I I was getting at off the top of the show as well, that this is a consistency in effort. The Chicago game was poor, probably a theft there. But in most of these games, even if the Oilers aren't getting to four, five, or six goals, they are out-shooting and out-chancing the opposition. They're the better team. Uh, outside of the Chicago game, they've been the better team in every game. And in a lot of the games, uh, substantially better than the opposition uh tonight in this game i think the Oilers had five breakaways they had a a two-on-one that uh, connor brown's not going to get a wider wide open net than he had on that one they had about three two-on-ones in this game the Oilers had ooh, probably 10 grade a scoring chances off of either two-on-ones or breakaways um some nights they'll score five or six on those vladar was just fantastic the the thing that you like as an Oiler fan is the nights where you're, the pucks aren't going in for you, you're still finding ways to win. This didn't happen last year. Uh, this certainly didn't happen at the beginning of this year. The Oilers are very comfortable in a 2-1 hockey game. And they are, and it's not a, a game where you're tied in the third period. Okay, sometime in this period, Connor's going to do something special. Or Leon is going to fire one home. They're getting, whether it's a McLeod goal, a Fogel goal, a Gagne tonight. I mean, these are guys on the bottom six that are finding ways to put the puck in the net in big moments, in third periods of tied hockey games. And what this does, Reed, too, it just continues to breed confidence in players in their bottom six. As we know, when you get into the playoffs, the, the checking becomes so much tighter. The refs allow the players to be a little bit more t- uh, a little more defensive in what they're allowed to do in the defensive end. It's harder to score. So Connor and Leon and those guys aren't going to be able to score every game. You need heroes from different parts of your lineup. These players that are doing it now, the confidence is going to be there come playoff time. They're capable of doing it at that time as well. Yeah, and the, and the penalty killing continues to be... Well, incredible, quite frankly. The power plays tonight for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Oilers 0 for 2, Calgary 0 for 3. Halfway through the third period, Calgary's got a power play chance to try tie the game. Really, you know, not not a great A chance. I mean, yeah, they had the puck down there, but you've you've mentioned it. Oilers are are quick. They're they're pressuring. They're clearing pucks and. Uh, 
I mean, what are we at now? Over 92% on the on the winning streak yeah. for the PK? And, and the, the PK is winning them hockey games. There's been times in the past where the PK lost them games. The, the PK is winning games. Uh, subtle things, they've become a very aggressive penalty-killing unit. They've put pairs together, so it's the same guys always playing with each other. So they read off each other. They know what they're supposed to do before it happens. Uh, it's been excellent. I, in all honesty, you really can't go through this lineup and say, okay, they need to do better at this. They need someone to come in and do this. Uh, they're make, the Oilers team right now is making it hard on the general manager to find out what we need here in the next five weeks at the trade deadline because everybody is doing their job and doing it very well. 3-1, the Oilers take it over Calgary. So the Oilers' record goes to 26-15-1. Calgary now 21-20-5. Dan Vladar, who was very good tonight, especially in the first period for Calgary, he is named the first star of the game. The second star is Stuart Skinner. Warren Fogle is named as the third star. He had a good night, I thought. Rob and I give out the fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Do you want to pick it tonight? The fourth star of the game? I'm going to You know what? I'm going to go out of the blue. I'm going to go with Dylan Holloway. First game in forever. He's 3-0 and in face-offs. He's plus one. He has an assist. And in all honesty, he did everything he could possibly do to get Connor Brown his first goal of the season. I thought Dylan Holloway, it was only 10 minutes of ice time, but welcome back, Dylan Holloway. A nice addition to the Oilers. Uh, he made a good pass to Brown, and then he made that good pass to CeCe yep. uh, in front uh, about seven minutes into the He's trying to period, get both so. those guys their first of yeah, the season. Yeah. <laughs> well, CeCe... Yeah, hasn't scored in a while, but not that that's necessarily his his role. But yeah, I thought Holloway played with some pretty good energy. Yeah, no, it, for sure. He makes the team better. I mean, that's a big, strong, fast player that you have in your bottom six that's capable of creating the chances that he did tonight. You mentioned Holloway three for three in the faceoff circle. I set the line at fifty-two percent for uh, for River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it for the Oilers faceoff percentage. It was under at forty-eight percent, so Mike gets the fifty-dollar River Cree resort and casino gift card all right you're going to hear from Stuart skinner another win in net from uh, for him and we're happy to hear from you as well 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way it is 13 wins in a row for the edmonton oilers 3-1 in calgary tonight this is heartland ford overtime open line Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Drag free by Kadri. Huberto out to Uyghur. Sharon Govich. Uyghur. Right point shot. Save Skinner. Rebound. Save Skinner on Lindholm. Point blank. Nugent Hopkins will send it down the ice. Stuart Skinner, great work again. His save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Oilers beat the Flames 3 1. Here's Skinner story in of the game a little bit. You guys break a record from the 67 Canadians with guys like Jean Bellevaux. The goalies were Gump, Worsley, and Rogie Vashon. Uh, is that kind of cool? It's very cool. Um, it's uh, a little bit surprising that it kind of took this long for, uh, I mean, there's been so many great Canadian teams that have played, right? So um, I'm happy that we were able to kind of kind of break it. <laughs> Tell me about an Oilers team that used to be known as the high-flying Oilers that wins 2-1 and 3-2 all the time now. What happened there? Uh, honestly, we uh, 
I, again, it's kind of the same story. I think just the way we started and kind of coming out, uh, we learned a lot of lessons, uh, a lot of hard lessons, I think. Uh, and I, I believe we're still learning them at time to time. And uh, it's just that continuous of growth and growing our game. Um, but, yeah, like we were going to the third period and we felt pretty comfortable in the spot that we were in just because we've been playing so many games like that. So uh, that's kind of hockey we want to play. Um, and those are normally the teams that uh, do some good damage in playoffs too. So it's good. Are you still trying to figure out how Sam Gagne managed to bank that one? <laughs> I felt pretty bad for Vladar. I felt great at the at the time, obviously, because uh, it puts us up a goal. But um, there are a lot of credits to Vladar. He played an incredible game. It could have got out of hand uh, pretty quickly there. Um, but yeah, uh, that's how uh, that's how Gagne practices too. He just goes harder than that. He just like he battles, he grinds. So uh, it's all, it's always great to, to see him score. I know you watched Sam Gagne growing up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Does it ever get old watching him celebrate the way he does? No, he gets fired up. He always has, and it's uh, it really it really tells you who he is. He's you know he loves the game. He loves playing. Uh, he loves playing for the oil. He loves winning games. Loves big time plays. It's just uh, it's who he is. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool that uh, I'm in the dressing room now. I get to celebrate with them, so uh, very fortunate. Very similar to the question I asked you about a, w- a week ago. Uh, when you see Dan Vladar make some key saves to begin this hockey game, what does that do for you when you haven't faced a shot yet, too? Yeah, um, well, at first you just really respect kind of what he's been doing, um, you know, on the other end. So when you do see that as a goalie, you know that uh, chances are going to come back my way. Uh, and for me, it's just knowing that I got to I gotta do my part, too. Um, Vladar, he, he played a great game, and that also inspires me to, to make as many saves and come up with big saves that I need to come up with in order to give ourselves a chance to win because you know it's going to be a hard night to score. You break a record that was held, or tie a record that was held by Grant Fuhr. Today? Yeah. Uh, most consecutive wins. Consecutive, yeah, consecutive wins. Yeah. Yeah. How many am I at here? <laughs> Ten? Oh, wow. I have no idea. I mean, just try to keep on playing the game and keep on winning games. Um, I mean, we're we're uh, we're still here to to battle and to grind and to make our way up the leaderboard. So um, that's very cool. Thanks for uh, letting me know. (laughs) I was gonna say, text yet or anything? You haven't checked the phone. Haven't checked the phone yet, but gotta have a cool down first. Okay. Well, there's Stuart Skinner, always interesting to listen to as he backstops the Oilers to a 3-1 win in the Battle of Alberta. Teams wore the Heritage Classic jerseys tonight. They'll wear them again in their third meeting of the season. Then when they play near the end of the year, they'll wear their uh, quote-unquote normal jerseys. I, I, I like them. I like both I think, teams, yeah, actually. I think both uh, both look good. I think they did a great job with it. Uh, it it's neat watching them play. I, and I told you, I think Vinny DeHernay, I don't know what it is, the brown pants or gloves, he looks even bigger on the ice with those on, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. And what are the others two and zero in them this year? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean, you might want to you might want to put those did score tonight though. That's so. true, but you might want to put those jerseys <laughs> somewhere close uh, for playoff time. Maybe pull them out if you're undefeated in those. Uh, go with what makes you. Go with what's hot. All right, so. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Giving $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous for every Oilers goal. 300 bucks tonight for the season. It's up to $14,700. Big thanks to James H. Brown. All right, we'll go to the Certainty Hotline. We'll start with Aiden tonight. Hi, Aiden. Go ahead. 
Hey guys, uh, long time, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Um, I'm just wondering what you think about, you know, I know that Skinner's been really great lately, but I feel like we're only an injury away, or you know, a stretch of, you know, tired play even away from falling out of the playoffs because you know the margins are razor thin right now. So, what do you guys think about still searching for a goalie at the trade deadline? Well, I, I, I think there's zero chance they're going to fall out of the playoffs. I think there is a huge difference between the top six, which the Oilers are now, probably the top seven with LA and everything after them. I don't. I think the teams that are in ninth, tenth, eleventh, they'll all be selling off. There's zero chance the Oilers are missing the playoffs. Having said that, uh, I've said this before: the Oilers will make the playoffs with Skinner and Pickard, but. I do believe there may be a little bit of hesitation if that is what you're riding in the playoffs with the simple fact that if Skinner gets hurt, now you're down to Pickard who hasn't played, what, he's got six NHL games in the last five years. Uh, Rodrigo's got zero NHL games in the minors, and Jack Campbell's still trying to find his game. I... They got yeah. they got to have their eye, their eyes open. I don't know who I know. Mers, the Merzlikens name is out there now. Uh, gentleman texted my show last night and said, "What would it take to get Mark Andre Fleury?" And I said, "More than the Oilers have." <laughs> I would. I mean, you never know, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I do. Th- I, I, it'd be great to have another goaltender. Yes. Who has played more in the NHL and has certainly has more playoff experience than Pickard? Yep, 100. Uh, they will not look for someone to supplant Skinner. He is their guy. But yes, uh, you. But and it, we can say this in all positions. I think the Oilers right now, their lineup is really good, really, really good. But if any of their top players go down with an injury, anything long termish, they don't have that in the minors to bring up, both up front. And on the and on defense, so I think that the Oilers at the deadline, I don't think they have to hit anything out of the park, but they certainly need some depth players that can fill in if injuries hit at any point uh, come playoff time. And as we've seen over the last number of years, there's a lot of injuries come playoff time. And the one thing we've seen too, and we've talked about it a lot, a lot of goaltenders going getting injured. There's a lot of second, third, and even fourth goaltenders playing for certain teams. So I would expect the Oilers will look for some insurance in net yeah i i I mean there will be changes i I think they'd like to add a forward somewhere i mean yeah you'd love to get a a second liner um you know holloway came back uh hamblin was sent down uh adam ernie is now i guess kind of the 13th forward Mm -hmm. um would would you like to beef up the bottom six too if you could or i know i say this all the time get the bugstad type i I think you'd you'd it's funny we say that yet this is the team that we got going right now is 13 in a row yeah for sure 20 and what is it 21 of their last 24 or something along that line yeah so Uh, we're talking playoffs and true but good teams you know playing a good team over and over again Mm -hmm. i agree but this is they've got they put together a pretty yeah i know that there's a lot of heat early. We took a lot of phone calls about Ken Holland. Ken Holland seems to have put together a pretty good team right now. All right, 3-1, the Oilers win. We have Dean on the line as well. Hi, Dean, go ahead. Um, first of all, I just want to say a shout-out to the 104-year-old gal there. Uh, she must have known uh, Cyclone Taylor when he was just a mere zephyr. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> She must, have, she must have known uh, Newsy Levon when he was just a mere cub reporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. You've been writing these all night. Oh, I, I got lots. I'm, I'm here all week. But anyways, uh, I just want to say, isn't that why we love hockey is, uh, is the flute goals? You know, like Vladar. 
is just a piece of plywood there. And then all of a sudden it's just a, such an innocuous goal, right? You know, that's, that's my first point. And he, he played great, you know, unbelievable. And I thought Evander Kane played uh, really well today, you know. And, uh, you know, like he was, he, he wants to stay, stick up on the uh, top six, right? Well, for you sure know? he does, yeah. You know, and he was just hustling like crazy. And he, I, that's all I want to say. I thought he played fantastic, you know. But yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dean. Yeah, I mean, obviously Keynes had, I mean, he was pretty good early and then, you know, was battling through an injury and now he's back on. Dry settle. I mean, that line certainly last game was the best line yes. against Seattle. That was that yep. was the best. Well, line. I mean, Kane's interest is much higher when he's been playing with Leon Drysaddle. Uh, today, today made some pl- good plays. Uh, he skated a little bit better today than we've seen uh, in in the past few before last game. Uh, I, I've said right from the beginning, and I'll say it again: Evander Kane will be on the second line for the Edmonton Oilers going forward. But I did it. I did respect the fact that Chris Knobloch held him back said all right right now Fogel and McLeod are out playing you and they're going to stay there and when they decided they needed McLeod back at center that's when they finally moved Kane up Kane's going to do everything he can possibly do to stay there because when you've got a guy like Leon as your center you do not want to leave that position well I thought Fogel played great oh he's been excellent I mean he's just taking the puck to the net he's just got a boldness to his game and he that backdoor pass he made to Kane yeah, for the chance that was a, a beautiful pass. I, I know they picked Fulgo as the third star. I, I thought he was very. And quite frankly, Rob, I mean, like, just another angle here. Uh, and obviously that line has been incredible. This is two games in a row. The McDavid Hyman Nugent Hopkins line hasn't been the Oilers' best line. Yep. And anyway, there's been a few on this tri- or on this stretch, which is good. The Oilers continue to win when that line isn't as strong as it has been in the past. Uh, the Oilers are, are, are much deeper now, and they got deeper tonight by having Holloway in the lineup. Uh, it adds another dimension further down in their in their bottom six. But yeah, Fogel Fogel was good. Kane was good. When you win 13 in a row, most players play good on on most nights. Uh, but what you're also seeing when a player doesn't have it offense. Defensively, they're not leaking chances going the other way. Right. So tonight, Connor's line wasn't as great offensively as we've seen, but they weren't giving anything up the other way. And that's what we've seen in the past when a team, when a line or a guy has had a night off or it didn't go his way, all of a sudden he's dashed three at the end of the night because it all of a sudden leaks into the rest of the game. It's not happening. This is a very confident team right now. Oilers win 3-1 whenever they score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village goal light on 630ched.com allowing you to print up a coupon for a free appy at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. You're going to hear from McDavid and Hyman, but let's go back to the phones for a sec here. We have Alex. Hey, Alex, go ahead. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Now, does this count as one of your five phone calls where you might be a little out of control? No way, brother. (laughs) No, I'm just thrilled. I mean, what can I say? I mean... I'm looking at 15, hopefully here. But oh, I got lots of points to make. Though I mean, what you guys say, uh, you know, uh, they've won 13 in a row, and it hasn't been a Picasso a lot of nights. There's other. I think I can look at the Bouchard still. I mean, every now and then he cruises into his own defensive zone. It doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, dialed in there sometimes, and uh, doesn't dig in there, and it doesn't feel like he wants to get physical a lot of nights. And 
And Nurse looked like a bit of a spaz on a couple of shifts there and stayed way too long out there. And he's well, he well when he stayed, got caught out there. He didn't yeah. try to stay out there that long. That wasn't on him. I know, but what I'm just saying is that I'm, I'm not blowing up here on the radio. I'm saying that with these mistakes and these some uh, not attention to detail, you know, they're, they're, the other. They're, it's not. They're not making big mistakes. They're still making some mistakes, but you know they're playing well enough that you know that uh, the, not three or four players are having bad games. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I really want to give kudos to Hyman, especially at the end of the game there when he blocked that shot. You know he's out there and uh, man, it looked like he was a little bit shaken up. And then you know uh, then he hustles his butt up like he, I, that guy just motored it. You know, and beat that defenseman and got inside on him to get that uh, empty net goal. And it's a shame that he's not in the uh, All-Star game. That's got to say that. I I totally agree with that, yeah. But that's the the fan vote. And, yeah, thanks, Alex. I, well, Rob, we said it. First of all, the, the shot block, and then as soon as that puck went down, I can't remember which one of us said it, but we said, look at Hyman goal. And he's going he, to get there. He was behind. Who did he pass? It was Anderson. It was Anderson. And then, uh, you know, he got to the puck, and then, you know, Hyman down low. It's I For a split second, I thought, is he going to kill 35 seconds behind the icing <laughs> line? No, but, when you're on pace but, for 50 <laughs> goals, you're putting it in the back of the net. Uh, what's amazing, A, he had the speed to beat Anderson. Rasmus Anderson's a good hockey player that can skate. Hyman beat him, but then we add to the fact of his speed is how strong he is. So then he and Anderson are fighting for the puck. He just tosses Anderson aside and then comes and does a wraparound. Uh, Hyman is uh, a favorite of many a fan here in Edmonton because that's the effort you get from him every night. There's no, he doesn't have a first or second year. He's always going full blast every night. His work ethic is through the roof. Uh, he got absolutely hammered. They didn't show it on TV by Lindholm after the goal. And he just sat on the ice with a smile on his face because he accomplished what he set out to do when he started in his own zone and raced down that puck. So uh, another great effort by Zach Hyman is he slowly creeps towards career highs and goals and hopefully a career high that has a five at the beginning of it because uh, the season he is having, you just want the magic to continue. 3-1, the Oilers take it. Let's hear from Captain Connor McDavid. A franchise best nine consecutive victories on the road, Connor. When it comes to your guys' road game, what is going so well for you guys to put out some incredible numbers? Um, yeah, we like playing on the road. Um, we like playing at home, but um, you know, playing on the road is fun. Um, you know, in hostile environments, and um, you know, it just feels like you're you're playing against everybody in the rink, and that's uh, that's that's fun uh, fun for us to do. Connor, it's been the same personnel, the same roster, the same skill set, and yet now you guys for 11 consecutive games have allowed two goals or less. What's changed in that department? I'm waiting for Speck to write an article on the defensive side of the game, but uh, <laughs> but I guess we'll keep waiting for that. But, uh, you know, we've uh, yeah, we're, we're playing well defensively. Skin's playing well. Getting contributions from all over. Heim's selling out. Um, blocking that shot at the end. Um, the D-men have played great. You know, just, uh, just good solid hockey. Is it meaningful to be the only Canadian team in NHL history to 113 straight? 
Um, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say you know, anytime you can be the only team to do anything, um, that's positive. It's always exciting. So, um, you know, good for our group. The guys on that Habs team that whose record you just beat were like Jean Bellevue and Henri Richard and guys like that. Uh, that's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. You know, it's honestly something that we haven't. Uh, really paid too much attention to we're just trying to uh, take it one game at a time i i know that sounds cliche but um you know i think maybe it was mentioned one time in here um and it was kind of right before the game so um it's not something that we're paying too close attention uh, too close uh, attention to but um you know obviously you want to keep going so this defensive game that you guys are playing it's uh you look you're looking more and more comfortable it seems like every game you fall into it seemingly more naturally or you know are you getting pretty good at it guess what i'm trying to say yeah i mean lots of things are going well like i said um stew's given us a chance every night so those picks when he's gone in there um all six men are playing really really solid um you know battling really hard and at the net i think our pk um has been fantastic um you know it um it's always a good feeling when you know that uh, you know your PK can bail you out of situations, and it has multiple times. Um, did again tonight there with a big kill in the third period, and um, you know it's just been solid all over. And maybe no, there might have been a time when you guys had that many chances that didn't go in in the first period, like you did tonight. There was a time when you might have pressed and pressed too hard, perhaps. I thought tonight you just kept coming. Yeah, we would have opened it right up, um, tried to make this a 9-8 game, but uh, no, it was, you know, um, you know, there's been some exciting games in this building, um, some fun ones. Um, tonight was uh, a little bit low, a little bit more low event, which is a game that we're comfortable playing. We've always said that, and um, you know, we feel good in those games, and you know, we, we've uh, we've shown that over this little stretch here, and hopefully we can keep it rolling. What do you think of Ryan McLeod's mitts on his goal? Yeah, beautiful goal, beautiful goal, great play. Um, you know, Vin makes a good play at the at the line, um, or Vin makes a good play up to Fogues, and, and Fogues makes a good play at the line, and Clatter obviously has those jets and, and uh, gets in behind and makes a great play. Connor, I know it's not top of yeah. mind. How neat is it to be named captain of your own all-star team with, I believe, celebrity Will Arnett? That's exciting. Um, you know, obviously, it's uh, we're there to entertain, so hopefully we can do that, that you know, that weekend and um, make the event uh, a success. Obviously, it's fun. It's in the hometown, so um, definitely looking forward to that. That is Connor McDavid, who tonight does not get a point. His 12-game point streak ends. He plays 23-14, had two shots on goal, went 9 out of 19 in the face-off circle. Took a lot of face-offs tonight as the Oilers win their 13th straight 3-1 over the Calgary Flames. We have Big Bad Joe on the Certainty Hotline. BBJ, go ahead. Guys, good show again like usual. Uh, you know what? I am happy my name is not Ken Holland because of the way the team is playing. And I look at it now like this. See, I was a soccer coach, and if you win, you know, if you don't have a defense, you don't win. And the coach, see, the rules were changed within, well, you know, how we were playing in the 80s, beginning of the 90s. But you know what? They learned how to play defense. And you know what? Even, I don't even worry if a McDavid or a dry saddle goes down. You know, if they, they, they play in that defensive game, they can, they, they can win any game. And the prognosis of what I made at the beginning of the year, the boy's going to bring the curve home. I see them lose maybe three, four games uh, the rest of the way. Cool. Well, that'd be amazing. This was the... the go. Well, that's that'd be 40 games left. Only have three or four, right? That, that'd be amazing, Big Bad Joe. If that, if, I know you call us fairly regularly, but if that prediction comes true, you got to call in and crow at the end of the regular season. 
Promise? Yeah, but the thing is, you know, I've been laughed at so much when I said, you know, the boys bring the cub home. But, I mean, you know, I'm staying with it, though. I believe in them. Well, good for you. Yeah. Got to have belief. Got to have faith. Uh, I mean, you got to enjoy the ride. That's true. I mean, yeah. if the Oilers at the end of the season win the Stanley Cup, I mean, you look back at where they came from at the beginning of the season and the highs and the lows, that's what's so great about sport is it's not all a straight line. There's yep. there's going to be ups and downs, and right now the Oilers are on an incredible up. It has been a very nice ride here for the last five, six weeks. Yeah, I, I always say that too. I mean, if something's going well, enjoy it because... Because we know the the passion for the Oilers, and like it, if they're not doing well, it makes it affects people's overall happiness. Oh yeah, like I'm not <laughs> you know I'm not saying it changes people's lives, but that's something that so many fans care about, and as we found out around the world, not just in Edmonton, in area. So I think I think you got to enjoy it. Um, I, I know there was some chat. I think Bob talked about more on his show, but PK Subban was saying, well, the Oilers still. Uh, you know they aren't good enough. They and I'm like, well, okay, like you can't. Here's the thing: you, if here's a, for a lot of people, the, the the naysayers. Well, they've they've never won the cup. They never. Okay, you're right. They haven't. They haven't won the cup. Okay. By that basis, like 85 percent of the players in the NHL are failures. You know, <laughs> like well, and then it's also like, okay, well, they can never play good defense. They can never play good defense. And then they were playing good defense. Say, well, they've never played good defense. And like, you can't just keep moving the goalposts. You got to give them credit for what they're doing. I mean, but then again, to me, it's like, who, who, why care what someone else says about your team, anyways? I mean, if you have, I, I read a great quote years ago. Don't ever accept criticism from someone that you wouldn't ask advice from. Yeah. So unless unless you're calling up uh, Subban to say, hey, what do you think about the Oilers? Like, what do you, what do you think about? It? I mean, if you're not asking for his advice on those, who cares what he says? I know that a lot of people. People, they'll read something and they'll come out of Toronto or something. Someone said this. Well, so? That's good. They're good they have an opinion. I'm sure that a lot of people have opinions on the Maple Leafs. We talk about them. And people in Toronto are like, well, I mean, you don't see them as much as we do. We don't believe that. The one great thing about sport at season's end, you find out who was right. <laughs> Up until then, everything that anyone says is just a guess. At season's end, you'll go look back and say, okay, Subban was right, or oh, no, he wasn't. The Oilers did figure it out. So to me, just enjoy it. Don't listen to any naysayers. Uh, have fun with it. Find friends that like the Oilers and hang out with them. It's way easier that way. All right, Oilers win 3-1. We'll go to Jordan as well. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for calling. Hey boys, uh, yeah, quick comment on skin and then two uh, super quick questions. First on, on uh, Stu, like he's, um, to my eye, from the beginning of the season when he had some uh, inconsistency, he's more confident and smooth in his movement. And now it's like he's such a big guy, right? Like he's such a big guy, but he doesn't move like it. Like he's smooth and he's he, he looks like he's just confident with his movements. And I um, so I just appreciate, you know, uh, I guess that's a lot of athleticism uh, and just the mental side of the game. Um, but then the question I have, um, so just, yeah, not so much criticizing the team right now on this heater, but um, I was just curious if uh, what you had to say about Ben Gleason. He's still the seventh defenseman, is he not? No, he, uh, he would be no, the, Kemp he'd be the eighth defenseman. Oh, actually, he, he, who, Kemp, well, Phil, Kemp's up here right now. Organizationally, I think Gleason would be the seventh defenseman. No, no, Broberg's the seventh or defenseman. Or Broberg, sorry. Yeah. Then, then after, yes. Yeah, Gleason, Gleason would be eight. Right now, I guess, is the question right now. Right now, Kemp is up here right now, so they're allowing Gleason to go down and play. If there's an injury, they would bring up Broberg to play. Uh, he he okay. will play ahead of 
Gleason will play ahead of Camp. I think Gleason would be your eighth defenseman in the organization right now, but there would have to be two injuries for him to go into the lineup. Right, and then the, the last question I had is just, it's kind of a shame um, that we got the that, that home and away series of the Canucks out of the way so early in the season. Um, and I think, it, like, it, it, is there a way where we could see an NHL kind of steer back more to, like, the regional rivalries within the divisions? Like, I, I hope like not. Yeah. I hope not, because I want to see every team. The way they used to play in their own division, they play a ton of games, but that meant you didn't see every team in the National Hockey League. I think they've done as good a job as they can right now, because every team has a home and away with every team. Which is 62 games right there. Yes. That's only 20 left. So, if they played the Canucks and Flames six times each... It, yeah, it doesn't you work know, out. They'd want to do. They'd want to do the whole division. You know where you're going to so. see some, could see some home and aways with the Vancouver Canucks in late late yeah, April. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I've I've watched the Canucks. the Canucks are good. They've got some star players. Quinn Hughes is fantastic. Pedersen, Miller, Besser. Uh, they are they are a very good team. And at one point you thought, okay, the Oilers are going to have to go through Vegas and the L.A. Kings to move on. Well, the Vancouver Canucks may be a team you're going to have to go through too. As I I do believe they are number one in the National Hockey League again. So the next home and away that you see with Vancouver may be a playoff match. Canucks beat the Maple Leafs 6-4 as we go to the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Blues shut out the Capitals 3-0. Bruins hammer the Canadians 9-4. The Jets beat the Senators 2-1 in overtime. The Kings get a win 2-1 against the Rangers. Golden Knights rally against the Penguins to win 3-2. Sharks beat the Ducks 5-3. The, did I give the Blues score? Blues over the Caps, 3-0. Stars over the Devils, 6-2. Coyotes beat the Predators, 3-2. Avalanche outscore the Flyers, 7-4. Lightning drop the Sabres, 3-1. Bakersfield beat Calgary, 7-3. In the AHL, Broberg had three assists. NFL, San Francisco, 24. Green Bay, 21. Baltimore, 34. Houston, 10. Right here on 630, Chet. 13 wins in a row for the Oilers. 3-1 against the Flames. You'll hear from Zach Hyman. We'll get to a couple more phone calls. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. And once again, the pace slows. Dayarnay seeing that pass of forecheck, biding his time, rifling one to Fogel, on to McLeod. He's in, shoots and scores. one nothing Edmonton in that time. On the Oilers' sixth point-blank look. Vladar had no answers. McLeod's ninth breaks the seal. one nothing Edmonton. Oh, that's a nice change for the Oilers, scoring the first goal, <laughs> getting a goal in the first period. McLeod's uh, ninth of the year with 4.57 left in the first. Good play up uh, by DeHarnay to Fogel, who chipped a little past McLeod just on side. I, I, if Calgary would have challenged that, probably would have stood. It looked like it was really close or maybe inconclusive. Uh, Oilers go on to win 3-1. 13 in a row. First time a Canadian team has got to 13. The 67-68 Canadians got to 12. Skinner has won 10 straight. That ties a team record with Grant Fewer in 85-86 for consecutive wins by a goalie. And nine consecutive road wins is a team record. So the Oilers are uh, all over the record books thanks to this uh, latest run of success. We got Randall on the Certainty Hotline. Randall, you're on with Robin Reed. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Good. 
Okay, here. Um, a couple questions. Uh, who do you think has been the most improved oiler so far this year? Because personally, I think it's been Dayarne. And when do you guys think the turning point was? Because to me, it was that loss against Carolina. The third period, the Oilers have not been the same team since that period. They've just ramped it up and just been rolling since. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a lot of people are going to point to that period because then they beat Washington 5 nothing, and that's the start of this 21-3-1. and I mean, they changed the coach, which I think clearly is at an impact, so that would be big as well. Most improved oiler this season. That is a good, I don't know if he meant from previous years or within this year. Uh, I, mean, I think in terms of consistency, because we've seen flashes from this guy. In terms of consistency, I think it might be Fogel. I, I agree. Or you could also throw up. You can put he and McLeod. They're almost like a, a package right now. They're supposed to be third-line mates together. Then they move up to second-line mates together. Uh, both have more confidence. So I think there's. I think the improvement's just in their confidence with the puck on their stick. Uh, they don't play nervous. They they take command when it's on their stick. So, yeah, I think those two. And then I think Dayarnay is a, a nice choice as well. I think Dayarnay's. There, remember at one point there were seven defensemen, and they can have pull him out and put Broberg in and the flip flop. And I mean, I can't imagine not having Dayarnay in the lineup right now. He's playing that well in a huge part of a very good penalty killing unit. Adrian is on the line, too. Adrian, go ahead. Oh, we don't have any more, Angie? Oh, okay. Well, people are just sick of us, Rob. <laughs> well, the, well it, is, it is midnight on it a is, Saturday night. It is getting so, late. It so is they have two late. choices. They are right now in a pub or they are in bed. So <laughs> one of the two is going on right now. At least it's not minus 33 or whatever it was last Saturday. when we Well, we weren't late last Saturday. That was the game in, in Montreal. No, but my car was so cold dry I forgot to start it. It was almost you know, in St. Albert in by here, the right? time. Yeah, but I can. St- I have an automatic starter, so I can okay. warm it up. But I was almost in St. Albert before I could actually put my hands on the steering without freezing to death. So it is much nicer that it's only minus 15 out. Uh, would you play Skinner the next game? Yes. I would. Yeah, 100%. I, like maybe I would give Pickard Chicago on if, if you're going to give him a game, that would be the one. Um, th- th- their, their schedule has been so... So good for the Oilers to be able to do whatever they want. And you're getting the proper rest. Your goalie's playing well. Uh, they have another, how many, what is it, nine days off, eight days off here? It'll be, yeah, they play next Saturday and then it's the following Tuesday. Yeah, so they got another big stretch. So you could play Skinner all three games. My guess is they will give Pickard the Chicago Blackhawk game in the between the, the Nashville and Columbus ones. All right, you'll still hear from Zach Hyman. 13 wins in a row by the Oilers. 3-1 tonight in Calgary. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Lined up in the slot. Hyman and Nugent Hopkins off the draw. Puck loose. Jabbed at and clear. Down the ice. Hyman toward the empty net. He's got it right corner. He looks for a teammate. Wraparound score. Zach Hyman finishes the game with a wraparound empty netter. 35 seconds to play. And it's lucky number 13 at the Saddledome. 
What can you say about this club? 3-1 win in Calgary tonight. Hyman puts it away. Here he is. Zach, a battle of Alberta. You guys find a way to grind out a W. Maybe just take us through your team's efforts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest one, but uh, I mean, it all starts uh, at the back end with Stu. Obviously, uh, he's been playing some pretty incredible hockey. Followed it up tonight with another uh, stellar performance. He won a lot of games when he only let one goal, right? So uh, he was phenomenal. And then I just think the reason we've been winning is we're just checking really well. Even when we're not scoring, we're preventing the other team from, from getting uh, as many looks as, as it takes to kind of get up there in goals, right? So uh, I think it all starts with our checking, and then uh, I think we could have had a couple more tonight. You guys mentioned Stuart Skinner all throughout this win streak and Calvin Pickard whenever he's been drawn in, but he ties a franchise record for most wins by a goaltender with 10. Of course, Grant Fear held that. All right, where do we got left? He's wearing Grant Fear's getup yeah. today. How fitting is that? That's pretty cool. Um, Grand Fuhrer is around. He's a really nice guy, so I'm sure he's he's sitting there cheering, cheering Stu on. Um, we got we were, we got the pleasure of, of seeing him a bunch. Um, he was I think he came in for the Heritage and just a, a great person. And obviously, I think he'd be really happy for for Stu. So pretty cool that uh, Stu was able to do it in the getup, like you said. What happened to the high flying Oilers? <laughs> I think we're still there. We just we're just you know playing. We're not losing the games where we don't score. Right? I think that's the. That's the difference, right? We're, we're playing sound defensively. We're not cheating for offense. And, you know, I think when you're not scoring as much, it's because you're not giving up as much, right? And I, I think that's the key, right? So um, it's good to be winning. It doesn't matter how you win. Do you think this is maybe not the last hurdle, but one of the biggest hurdles for this team is to learn how to play consistently, consistently like this, to win 2-1, 3-1 consistently? Is that the last big thing you guys have to figure out? I guess time will tell, right? I, I think um, every year is a new year, and, and obviously this one is a little bit unorthodox in, in the way that it started and the way that it's now going for us. Um, but I think every year you learn something and, and you mature, and I think we've had a lot of guys you know, who are on those teams, and uh, we've matured as a group, and we, we all want to win in this locker room. Um, and you earn, and you lose in the playoffs, and you lose to the Stanley Cup champions two years in a row. You, you learn from that, right? So we want to win games, and, and the way we started, we didn't have much wiggle room, so we had to play the right way, and I think we are seeing us continue to play that way. Has the historical significance hit you yet that this team is the, holds the longest winning streak of any Canadian team in NHL history, eclipsing a 1960s Montreal team yeah. of legends? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I mean, we, when we did it, a 10-game streak, it was, you know, we eclipsed the Oilers, the 80s teams, right? And now it's the, the old Montreal team. So, I mean, it's, uh, when you're in the moment, you just kind of go out there and play. But I'm sure um, it'll be something cool to look back on that, uh, you know, we now hold this, this streak for a Canadian team. And, um, I mean, we want to keep winning. So we'll see where it goes. Second game that Sam Gagne draws in, scores the game-winning goal. Can you just talk about the presence and every time 89 is in the line, yeah. what that does for the rest of the group? He just he's clutch. Like, I mean, you, know, you guys call him Papa, or it's Papa Clutch, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, he uh, it seems whenever he's in the lineup, he's got an impact on the game, right? And 
Um, yeah, I didn't make that moniker. It was thrown around in the room, so <laughs> no, I'll just throw it out to you, Tone. But <laughs> no, they got to the guys who said call. call. Yeah, 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 you already know. But Papa Clutch is yours. Yeah. Well, it was thrown around in the room. I'm not going to solo claim it. There's a bunch. I don't remember who said it, but I liked it, so I'll throw it out. You can tag me in if you want. But, uh, yeah, it, he just seems to score big goals. Yeah. I think you were probably about 120, 140 feet away. Did you hear him call bank on that one? How does that work? You're going to have to ask him that. I think uh, it's exactly how he drew it up. <laughs> <laughs> 13 straight, 3-1 over the Flames. They'll try to make it 14 on Tuesday, our next game broadcast for the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. 5.30 face-off show, game at 7, home to Columbus. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.